Blog Talk Radio. Great joy and good afternoon, my friend. The Nepalese Meditation Bowl is chiming, centering your mind and delight on the art of the CEO. The show that brings you the most fascinating people and wisest counsel in the business community from all around our terrestrial orb. I am Bart Jackson, your Hieronymus Bosch of business. And my friend, I know you've got them coming at you. Those absolutely impossible persons who rain in your parade, spread razor wire across your forward progress, are ever in your face with a snarl, and who fill your otherwise happy workplace with misery. I share your pain, my beleaguered friends, so today I come winging at you with some relief. Now, we've done this Impossible People show previously, and everyone loves it, and today we are going to square off against 10 of your most obnoxious workplace workplace pains, and we are going to tell you how to deal with them. And to make sure that we're getting the very best possible advice, we've brought on board several top consultants to shed a soothing remedy and vengeance on these toxic infectors. So whether you are a veteran orthopedic surgeon who's now saddled with directing 80 other surgeons in, and plus their staff like Michael, or you're the new kid on a skyscraper building site just launching into the construction trade like Renee. Pull up your chair a little closer. Join us in this feast of wisdom, all carefully cuisined to make your career thrive and your adventures flourish. So with no further fluff, let us don our brass knuckles and seize the first impossible kind of impossible person <laughs> by the lapels and the number one uh, on our hit parade is someone I call the artful opposer. Now, this guy or lady is the naysayer on steroids. You know him. He actively goes against the grain. He actively goes whatever against whatever is the team goal. And he not only degrees, he will stand up and write a report. He'll gather stats. He'll come up with a reverse stance, spending hours and a boatload of disgruntlement, I might add, just to stand on the opposing side. You know, in short, he's really, well, he's wasted his career because it's it's spent on not achieving what will work, but he's, but on What's disproving you? And this is, it's sad, but it's, but it's there and you've got to fight it. So your solution, well, the, the, I guess really what you have to do, look at why he's doing this. What's he doing? And it, it may be a personal dislike for the team and the boss and so forth, but more likely he is trying to distinguish how do you handle that? Well, you put him or her on the positive track. You, you beat his negative as a punch in a way. Uh, you turn to him, uh, you turn to her and say, "Nancy, you've got a really good eye for detail, and I know you can you spot things that a lot of us miss. So, could you help us make this a little better? Change it around so it'll work for us." And that's that's the attitude. That's the kind of words you want to bring. You, you're trying to mainstream this person on. You and what you, what are you doing? You're feeding this desire to be distinguished. You're distinguishing Nancy by turning her into part of the team, and you're making her instead of Ms. Opposer, you're making her into Ms. Fixit, and. 
this you're trying to sort of build her up as the new help, the new aid. Will it always work? Uh, probably not. But will it work sometimes? And can you gradually bring this the gruntlement out, out of Nancy? Hopefully. It takes time and slow, but I think, but it does in the end work, and it's going to make you, it's going to test your managerial skills, and, but it does indeed work. And, all right, now number two on our impossible person hit parade is, well, actually, this is an actual problem person brought to us by a consultant who was hired on as a guide in a, in a manufacturing firm to bring about a turnaround. And, he encountered what I call the power player. Now, this person, this is the prestige seeker. This is the person who judges everything in terms of rank. At the meeting, you can spot him sort of brown-nosing around the C-sweeters or, or anyone who happens to have the grandest title. At the meeting, he will never listen to your ideas. And in fact, you're only going to see him nodding enthusiastic when the department head or the person of the highest rank comes along. And the real problem with this guy is that you've got to work with him, and he has no valuable. He has no value judgment. He really doesn't. Everything is weighed by authority, and this makes him really difficult to work with because he well he has blinders on and you're never going to get an honest opinion out of him now deal with it with someone like this well you can't correct his point of view so well your best thing is to feed it so you start by name dropping first i you know George, I've developed this idea when I was talking with the CEO of Airliquid Software, and he really developed, he thought this was the kind of thing that we should be going forward with. Or when I was at the board meeting uh, last week, several of the directors thought that this would be working for us, and they wanted to find some people who could get behind it. You know, you, you're sort of feeding his love of rank, and you're also giving him an, a, a, a way to an avenue to get on board with uh, his his beloved authority. It's in other words, you're making yourself. You can't make yourself a C sweeter, but you can make yourself, in his eyes, a conduit to that power. And that's how you're going to have to roll around with this person. It's a way of prefacing your ideas that will make them more acceptable to this person. And it it makes does it seem like a little dance that you have to talk with this guy? Well, yes it does. Is it effect, is it effective? Oh yeah, it is. When uh, you know probably my friend, people may be doing some little dance with you and that you don't even notice. So, it's all part of negotiating your way through work and it's it's one way to deal with it. So, I suggest it and uh I, by the way, if any of you do know someone like this, we would love to have you write info at bartsbooks.com and tell us how it does work. So why not? Let's let's hear it. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. So at, at any rate, we're moving on with our impossible people uh, 
golden roster, and this next one on the roster was suggested to us by a very talented financial lady. Now, she was brought into the company by a former associate of hers, actually a, a good friend, and she was brought in to set things on a solid financial footing, and she encountered uh, her friend as the boss that we've all at one time or another bumped into. This is Mr. My Way or the Highway Boss, the egomaniacal klutz uh, who is, well, they're really akin to the power player we've just talked about, but he alone is the power. He's the only one. If it's not done his way, you're wrong. If uh, the idea wasn't his, uh, he'll either take credit for it or he'll just shut it down right off at the beginning. And the only time this guy wants to notice you is when you're not in an agreement. This is this is one of the toughest people to work with, quite frankly, uh, because you're, you're, you're never going to get any credit. And so it's difficult. So, so how do you deal with someone who is such a self-absorbed president? I, I mean, business boss. It's 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 been it's one of the greatest challenges. But one way I have seen work is for you as an individual person, particularly if this is your boss, to build up a base of a core of folks who think like you do, who have uh, agreement on the ideas and the agenda that you want to bring forth. Then you you line them up and simply have them come uh, at uh, before the boss on, on several fronts, may, maybe together, maybe at, at different times, but solicit enough suggestions uh, using the boss's own words to sort of ease him into an agreement on something. Again, you're doing this little dance, but it's and it's not demeaning because what it is is it's showing your cleverness, your power in dealing with someone who needs to be massaged in a certain way. Now, it's tough and it doesn't always work, but that's that's the one one proposition I have seen work well. There are two other choices, quite frankly, and uh, these are these may be what you have to do. Number one, you keep your head down, you perform, you don't communicate, you don't go out of your way to communicate, you just keep doing your job, and you build up a big track record, and you build up a lot of successes, and you come in and say, and then on a carefully chosen issue, you come and you present yourself to the boss and say, I've been the I've been the lead salesperson on this on this product or whatever. You've got, you present your sales track record and then say, uh, then present your your chosen issue, and you and you let them ponder it. The other choice, uh, and this is what our our financial wizard did, by the way. You quit. It's time to move on. You can't always put up with this sort of manure. So you just have to get in front of them and say, uh, I'm over don't quit, of course, until you get another position. Don't be stupid. Don't leave in a huff. Don't leave in a minute in a huff. Uh, just go on. But make, when you do leave, when you do start to move on, make sure that you tell this boss why you're leaving. That's, it's a 
kindness you're doing to those left behind. And you may just bring, you're going to be part of a little layer that may just bring about a realization. You owe it to yourself to stand up and say that. And you also owe it to this to this boss. So, if you've just joined us, you are listening to The Art of the CEO, which every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time floats magically across the mightily misunderstood realms of cyberspace, where you may listen to this and all our shows by visiting theartoftheceo.com. That's theartoftheceo.com. And it's an added avenue. Actually, there are many internet uh, waves and live radio shows, but it's an added avenue. You may also enjoy our shows on the C-Suite radio station. We're, we're now proud members of C-Suite radio, and this is where wise listeners invest their precious time to gain spot-on business solutions from premier experts. Experts, I'm sorry. So just uh, visit uh, the C-SuiteRadio.com and hear all our Art of the CEO episodes and many other wise shows that are going to help your own career. Now, number four, uh, moving on, on our Impossible People Parade, is someone I call Candy the Cheerleader. And unfortunately, there are more and more of him and her around this. This is that individual who has, well, they've overdosed on all this motivational and leadership seminars, which seem to be flooding the business arena for some reason at this point. And Candy has, she's got all the cliches, all the pep talk, and all the encouragement. Yes, sir, she's full of energy and not one solid idea in her entire business body. You've you've met her. You've heard her. I mean, you've probably spotted her. She comes up with such saccharine calls as, things don't happen to you. They happen for you. And you think, oh, God. This person, in short, well, he's an airhead. Uh, He's covering up his total lack of solid contribution with trendy talk. And You've got to be very wary of this person. They're they're not a bad person, but it's just not someone who's going to get a lot done for you or with you. So rule number one on dealing with this individual is, if at all possible, don't. Don't count on them for work or for ideas. And for heaven's sakes, avoid giving them any opportunity to speak or express their opinions that in any way will be connected with you. They'll come back and bite you, and you'll get associated with someone that you really don't want to be. Now, number two, rule number two on on this one is if you are, is your immediate superior, and you, you have to report to him, well, the best way that uh, I've seen this, this has come from uh, Bill Kraut once mentioned this, excellent uh, consultant. He said, line up your projects and ideas, and what you do is you feed them under that person's motivational banner. Uh, for instance, Sally, you know, along the line of that th- thinking, you're right. This this last software that we thought was a total failure. Uh, didn't, yes, it looked like it happened to us as a disaster, but it, we, uh, I've done some revamping here, and this might be a real beneficial, uh, a beneficial piece that we could put put into into production, or, or something like that. You see where I'm going with this? That Sally needs to uh, have her 
format stroke, so to speak. And if you can if you can give her cliche a little bit of solid energy, she'll she'll gladly latch on to it and push with you. So that may be the one way to to work around with with that boss. I I bring it up to you. I hope it works. But in in general, this is uh, a, a not not bad person, but it's someone that you're really going to have be have a very difficult time making progress with. So my best of British luck in using that one, I say. Now number five, uh, the mid coming on the midway, I. Uh, on our impossible person, uh, razor wire to progress uh, individual, I call Francis Frenzy. Now, you've heard of the naysayer? Well, this is the yaysayer. Uh, yes, I believe in what you're doing. Yes, that is a great idea. Yes, we really should do this. And yes, you, I, am beh- uh, I am behind you 100%. And then comes the killer. Yes count on me, I'll get on board and help. The trouble is that poor Francis uh, truly, honestly, really intends to help, but she simply can't do a good job. Why? Because you're just one of so many other people to whom she has said yes, yes, yes. So rule number one with Francis Frenzy, be wary. And Test Francis out by making a, a test meeting. Say you've you've got a project, or she's a member of the team. Test her out by giving her something that isn't all that vital. Uh, a test meeting to show up, or a project to write a little promo for this project. Uh, project, uh, Sally uh, Francis, could you do that and see if they show up? Rule number two: If they don't deliver, fine. You've put, the, you've given a test on something that's, that's scarcely a heartbreaker or scarcely a deal breaker. But uh, what do you do with them? Well, you do depend on Francis for ideas. You never know where good ideas come from. Every value the again, value the the idea itself, uh, not the source. But the second thing is always is you do want to con- uh, connect with. Uh, I'm sorry, you want to. Uh, Count on Francis for connections. Francis has said yes, yes, yes to so many people. She she knows a lot of people. She's become positive, so uh, positively connected. And so, find use her as a conduit to other folks. Why not? It's a value she has. She may not even realize, but you realize it. And jump on and go with her. And rule number three: ask yourself. Is this me? Am I a poor? Am I a, a, a Francis frenzy? Have I said yes too often? Just a thought. I bring it up to you. Oh my! So, with your angry fist at your side and your wits all in gear, I I believe uh, it is truly time to take a brief sorbet and allow me to proffer you a few utensils for today's feast of wisdom. And the first utensil, as I always do. Allow me to remind each of you hearing my voice that the good Lord has gifted you with the title and privileges of Chief Executive Officer of yourself. And since that's really the most important position you'll ever hold in your career, allow me to ask, will this be the day that you begin weeding out 
the distractions and take aim at simplifying your life and labor? Or will you continue to follow the distractive bidding of everyone else's demands, putting out the fire that they want you to today? The choice, my friend, is truly yours. And there's a second utensil. I can sense you yearning to steep your lips into a little laughter and take a scriptural recitation from the 102 Best Business Quips book. So I thumb through it now. 43. Oh, okay, this one. This is 49. Uh, I love this one. If you cannot tell the difference between the worker who dons a tie and the worker who dons a tool belt at day start, you're probably off to a very good start. And as an afterthought, if you doubt the similarity of these hard-laboring folks based on what they were, just ask them about their opinions about taxes, the boss, their commute, and their children. You will find something remarkably similar to your own. Just a thought. And if you smirked a bit over that quip, we have them literally by the books full. Just visit bartsbooks.com and pick up your copy of 102 or the 101 Best Business Quips books, and you'll find all your little gray cells reeling not only with laughter, but a surprisingly perceptive overview. And as a third utensil, we sumptuously spoon to you the answer to last week's business quotation. That is the name of the individual who said, the strong conviction that something must must be done is the parent of many, many bad measures. <laughs> uh, those words were spoken by none other than the legendary orator and senator from the Granite State, Daniel Webster. Congratulations to all you winners, and stick with us because later on in the show, blurting your way comes another quotation, and if you are among the learned souls who knows the author of that quote, simply scribble that sage's name down as you believe him or her to be, and email it right off to info at bartsbooks.com, that's I-N-F-O at bartsbooks.com, and if you are correct, your knowledge will earn you a mind-stolen, career-igniting gift, freshly disemboweled from the dungeons of Bart's Books Bookstore. <laughs> And before we return to the subtle manipulation of absolutely impossible people who confront you in your workplace, allow me to introduce to you the company by whose good graces we are here today, and that company is Prometheus Publishing, and the folks at Prometheus would like to invite you to look at a gem of a guide entitled CEO of Yourself, and this is a volume that you really need to take to heart. I mean, would you like a guide that gives you personally the ability to grow like Google, to bounce back from failures like Microsoft, to profit from compassion like the marvelous Pope Francis, and to find all that fun that nobody else seems to be having? Well, the CEO of yourself arms you with a set of old-fashioned solutions that have been neglected for too long. All those proven elements, character, principle, endurance, unbridled enthusiasm, hip, hip. Uh, they all help you roll up your sleeves and blow away the fog of devices and distraction and set up the enterprise of you on an honest and joyful path. So pick up your copy of CEO of Yourself, take the helm, and get down to the business of your more rewarding life. 
You may visit bartsbooks.com and pick up your copy the instant this show ends, or you may use it. Uh, go to many fine bookstores and uh, or Amazon.com and get your c- copy, which currently is now on sale. Carpet diem, my friend, you are indeed worth it. And now with utensils in hand, let's turn our clenched draws and subtle brainward maneuverings toward dealing with those absolutely impossible, frustrating, progress-impeding people in your workplace. So number six, impossible person, may I introduce to you the famous Mr. Mood-Swinging CEO. Well, you know, and my friends, we all have our ups and downs, but Ms. Mood-Swing allows allows them to run her life, her company, her decisions, and worst of all, her relationship a relationship, an assessment of you. Now, it may be his meds, his love life, his latest reports on market share, whatever it is, he goes deep in, and it may be one right within a single conversation with you, from one end to the other, pendulum swing. So the tactic one uh, into dealing with, with this sort of uh, person is to listen to this is the one time I'm, I would ever suggest this listen to the water cooler scuttlebutt find out whether Mr. Mood Swing is up or down choose, and you know choose your time to fight the battles this may just this may be the time to just turn right, right in your heel go back in the office and wait for a better day tactic two uh, and forgive the sexism here, but this one is one that women just seem to do better than than us guys. I've seen the CEO of Prometheus Publishing do it. She just can sympathetically question and get to know the person and uh, really say what is troubling you and lavish a little extra personal understanding on the per- on, on on the mood swinger. If you can, if you yourself are the person who has a concern and compassion and can do this, that may be your way of dealing with this person. But do not, and do not, I reiterate, fake it. If you don't have it, you you will be seen as an insincere person, and believe me, the full thunder of Mr. Moodswinger is going to come down on you. So if those are the two tactics, none of them is easy, but again, Timing is everything, and compassion is everything. Give it your best shot, my friend. Now, number seven, uh, we're we're moving. We've got to move along quickly here. Now we have because uh, we want, want to get through all ten of them. Number seven is Benjamin Bottom Line. That this gentleman, lady, is one is, is is someone who simply can't see the past the price tag. He places the entire working staff. On, on the liability side of the ledger, and all business is reduced to, to income and expenses, and uh, and by the power invested in him alone, you know he, he's going to spring everything and everything under budget and slash every expense to the bleeding bone. Well, uh, th- he is the kind of guy who would take the tire out of his car to save weight and gas mileage, and that's a true story. I've known one, a CFO like that. Anyway, this guy creates a numbers person. All right, how do you deal with it? Uh, as as a manager, you want to keep this guy's voice in the conversation. He needs to be considered, but you don't want to make him the sole director of any project because if he's there, uh, it's it's you will not manage it well. If you're his underling, 
just make sure that you put a profit tag and a price tag on all your labors so he'll understand them. Number eight, Harold Headdown. Now, Harold's not really a bad sort, really. He simply believes that work, particularly his or her own work, is the sole solution to all problems. You've probably seen this this lady at meetings. She she won't contribute because she thinks meetings, meetings, meetings are a waste of time. I'm sorry here. But they're the classic uh, non-team player. The team's irrelevant. And the sort of person who thinks the phone book is better than Hamlet because it is, it's got more pages. Your best bet here is make her an ally. Get her working on your side, but just don't burden her with decisions. Ask her opinions, but praise her for the work all the time and get her to work with you as an ally. That's your best bet. Number nine, Ms. Snap decision. The first decision is the one they listen to. They want to get the whole process over with, They uh, and ha- they, they don't want to be working through anything. They want it done, finished, over. And so they grab the first decision. The tactic, they're insecure. Now, don't trust, they don't trust the team process, so, so ask them relentlessly for their own opinion. Beforehand, as early as you can, ask them for their own opinion. This, this forces them into giving, giving what they really want, and then invite others to comment on it. It's, it's sort of a reversal. It may work, and I've seen it. Uh, I've seen seen myself do it, actually. I've done it once or twice, and it has worked for me. Number 10, as we're rolling along here, the final of our impossible people, and this is one I call Danny Details Be Damned. Now, <laughs> unlike the, the sort of bean-counting Benjamin bottom liner, Danny can only see the lofty visions. He is the one who reaches for the bridge too far and he ignores all the steps of logistics it takes to get there. And alas, such folks are often hired as decision makers and even sort of loftily glide their visionary way into the CEO. And the rule number one is that this, the Danny details be damned, this lofty vision, overly lofty visionary, is can be a great advantage to your career if you volunteer to make yourself this man's logistics person, the Hamilton to his Washington. You can literally make his dreams come true. But find out, get yourself positioned in in this logistics supplier for this man, the per, the one who sets up the ladders on the wall so people can climb over them. Uh, and that way, this person and you can go merrily up those ladders together. So, there you have it with the ten most impossible people. <laughs> and uh, if you have any impossible people, or if you have any solutions, or if any of our solutions have worked for you, please write info at bartsbooks.com and let us know and how it how it's all worked out. And as we round out today's feast, I am Bart Jackson, your curator of business wisdom, leaving you with today's business quotation. That is, who is the person who said, intellectual property has the shelf life of a banana? <laughs> as a hint, uh, the author of this, this wise little t- uh, bonbon, this technocrat received a lot more awe and praise for his charitable foundation than he did for his $123 million house. 
And remember, if you know the author of this quote, simply scribble that sage's name down as you believe him or her to be and send it right off to info at bartsbooks.com where you and if you're correct, you will win an absolutely career-igniting gift from the dungeons of Bart's Book Bookstore. And be sure to tune in next week to the Art of the CEO radio show as Mr. Rob Woods, Darwin, Australia's most adventuresome and environmentally passionate tour guide, takes you far, far out back amidst the land of crocs and pythons and shows you how transforming your business into a personal mission can win you profit, fulfillment, and a position as leader in your industry. Uh, and as a parting shot, in the words of my wife's husband, our marketing firm spends one small fortune on a security team to protect our offices from uninvited strangers, and a second small fortune on reaching out to unseen strangers begging their opinion. Hmm. <laughs> and to you, gleefully sharing our feast. I hope you've enjoyed The Art of the CEO as as much as I and all our consultants have enjoyed bringing it to you. And remember that you may download this and all our shows by visiting theartoftheceo.com. And finally, to you, who have honored us with your time, may I say, as always, it has been a privilege, and I thank you. <laughs>